The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is the news. And why, 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 why it matters. Hey, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Uh, we have a live studio audience today. Oh, wow. Yay! Thank you guys for being here. You were here, here doing something with me uh, earlier. Yeah. And these are the committed ones, the ones who stayed. Yes. <laughs> Riff raff left. So, no pressure. No. Mm-hmm. There's just people watching us. The entire time. <laughs> uh, don't screw up. Glenn, top story. Uh, I don't know. I think the top story today is uh, the ridiculous response from CNN and the press immediately blaming Donald Trump and everybody on the right for, you know, sending these ridiculous bombs. Okay. (laughs) I knew Megyn Kelly uh, and the fallout uh, from that little incident. Right. Well, I, think, I think what the people want is a story on soybean tariffs. Yes, right. soybean right. tariffs. I'll give it yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> Stop playing to the crowd. All right, before we get into all of that, I uh, want to thank our sponsor, Ridiazone. Um, I don't know if you guys over here watching are aware. I talk about it a lot, but oh I used gosh. to be really large. Um, there, that's me, the number 10. And um, so I was really, really big. And uh, some might say fat. And, um, but I lost all the weight, but I still had all of these cravings. And, you know, that's what you find a lot when people lose weight. They yo-yo up and down because it's hard to keep the weight off. Ridizone has really helped me. Um, it's, it's basically the good molecule in olive oil that um, helps boost your metabolism and helps you feel full. So you're not constantly craving things and going to get It's the only way I snacks. get through this entire show without pizza. Let me ask you, uh, let me ask you <laughs> this. So my wife and I are um, we're gone over the weekend. And my kids are left at home with grandma. And uh, uh, we get a call and say, uh, hey, uh, mom, dad, we just wanted to let you know it really was a mistake. So when you get home and open the refrigerator, <laughs> don't freak out. Well, they had done, uh, you know, the, the app. It was like a head in no, there. No, <laughs> grandma's head was in there. <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever the DoorDash or whatever they called, they ordered uh, from Cheesecake Factory. And instead of ordering three pieces of cheesecake, oh, no. they oh, no. ordered three full cheesecakes. <laughs> well, they, they don't need to apologize for that. That's, that's, that's what I said. That's, a great that's what I said. That is a win, win, win. Just get a new fridge for the cheesecakes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So uh, your household may need a little extra Ridiazone, yeah. yeah. but uh, <laughs> after all that cheesecake, but you can go to Ridiazone.com and use promo code TheBlaze to get 30% off of a three-pack of bottles. That's a three-month supply. Ridiazone, that's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. All right, Glenn. So um, CNN, is, I, 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 honestly, I, I, I so wanted people to... <laughs> Find reason. I so I, I held out hope that they would find reason that maybe this would wake them up. They are absolutely dead asleep. There's no one in the media that's going to wake up. They're going to just march off the cliff into the abyss, uh, and they do it every day, and it gets crazier and crazier. We had what is it? Nine now pipe bombs. Ten. Ten, Ten pipe bombs. How many of them exploded? Uh, zero of the time. Zero. Zero. 
Has anybody asked, why do these pipe bombs, I mean, if you're going to do something in an envelope, you do it so when you open the envelope, you know, you have like a string or whatever, and you open it, it pulls that string, and boom, it blows up. This pipe bomb had a clock on it. All of them had this stupid little clock. For what? You've seen cartoons. Right. That's the only reason why you would have it is because it's a cartoon <laughs> yeah. bomb. Okay. I don't know about you, but I don't know if I'm gonna I don't trust that my mailman is precise. I'm gonna set this one because I <laughs> I know he'll deliver this on the other side of the country at exactly eight thirty. <laughs> Uh, so why was there a clock involved? Why did they use PVC pipe? This is the dumbest thing ever. CNN yesterday. There is a level of sophistication here. <laughs> really? Because he sent out 10 and none of them worked. There is not a level of sophistication. Are, are, are you mad at the lack of quality in the pipe bomb? No, maybe? no. It's, it's like no, you're... I'm really happy that none of them went off. I am so disgusted by the press, so hungry, so excited that maybe this was done by someone on the right. When history shows us these kinds of things happen from Marxist, socialist, and uh, anarchists. All throughout history, that's who does pipe bombs. This is the most inept. It is more likely that this is someone who was either just to screw off is like, hey, you know, it'd be funny, or somebody setting something up for an election. It's just as likely as it is to have somebody from the right that wanted to make a point and they're complete, you know, imbeciles, okay? They come out, they're blaming on Donald Trump. It's, this is Donald Trump, this is his rhetoric. Then they have to come out with a statement with Brian Stelter that says, no, 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 uh, we're not saying that it's Donald Trump and his rhetoric. We're just saying that Donald Trump and his rhetoric leads to violence. But, and we're saying it on the day, <laughs> in the hour that we received this bomb. But we're not saying that's connected. And Shut up. Yeah, right. we do, we, and we do have that. You do? Yeah, the, the, his initial statement, if we could play that. There's no reason to assume motives, to assume anything at this point. But we do know what all of these targets have in common. These are all targets uh, that have been criticized mercilessly by right-wing outlets, uh, by fringe groups on the internet, and by some right-wing commentators. And already there's this awful rush to try to claim it's a false flag operation. Figures like Rush Limbaugh, who have a lot of power, who have a lot of influence, who have a lot of fans, are out there saying awful things. I love that. We don't know, but... But, yeah. but yeah. and they never, ever see it. So Michael Glertner, who's a friend of ours from... David Glertner. David Glertner, who is from Yale, brilliant guy, love him to death. One of the first guys to, in fact, the first guy to be targeted by the Unabomber, okay? He has, like, he has to wear this black glove. It's almost like a Darth Vader thing. He has to wear this pressurized glove because he's in so much pain all the time. Still, he was blown up at his mailbox in like 1990 or 91. So he knows a little something about this. He, is, he has written an op-ed piece about how the, the left has just gone insane. There is the best article. We hope to have David on in the next couple of days, but... Uh, uh, he's written, he wrote this op-ed, then 
Slate goes to try to take this guy apart. Now, he's a professor at Yale. He's a guy who won a $500 million settlement from Apple in court because of his coding. He's not a dummy. You know, send your best reporter to try to, to, try to take it out of him. So they're, they're asking, you said that Donald Trump is not a racist? How is that possible? Um, he says, uh, I don't think you understand that men, hardline, wealthy, privileged wasps with Jewish sons-in-law are not racist. Um, he, um, he goes on and says about birtherism, what about his birtherism? What is wrong, he says, with calling into question where he was born? A lot of people were not born in America. Don't restrict my freedom to ask questions that are perfectly legitimate, that cast no aspersion unless you choose to take it that way. Most of my best friends were not born in America. The Slate reporter says, well, that's fantastic. If, however, they assert that they were, then I'm within my right to say, wait a minute, you're saying this, but I don't know if I believe that. So you're saying Trump calling into question Obama's place of birth? You didn't find that to be racist or strange? Gelertner's answer, 0.0. Not racist, not strange. In fact, I think it would be strange for people not to mention this. It's a political campaign. It's a political campaign in which the most fundamental issue has to do with the qualifications of the other guy for office. Does he meet the bar? Does he even meet the legal requirement? If you don't ask these questions, he, uh, then how do you know if anyone qualifies for candidate himself? Of course, then he's going to ask them, and loads of people were asking them, including liberals who were opposed to. Uh, were opposed to. Yeah, there are lots of reasons to ask obvious questions about people's qualifications. Um, uh, he goes on and on and on, and really takes this guy apart. I think on racism um, because he and uh, birtherism, and also on um, Trump's rhetoric. And he does it in a way because he says, look, Donald Trump was not my first choice, my second choice. He wasn't even my sixth choice. Yeah, I don't think he was. He was not a fan. Right. He's like, I don't. He's also not a birther either. No, he's He's, not. And he's like, I'm not defending him because I want to defend him. He says, I wouldn't have him as a friend. Now, this is a guy that was going to be the, he's you know, be in the, in the administration. administration he says, I wouldn't even have him as a friend. I'm not a guy that would pick him as a friend. But you have to stop looking at everything and saying, he's a racist, he's a racist, he's a racist, he's a racist, see? And he hates people. Stop. Sometimes people can look at things in a different way, and sometimes it's legitimate, which brings us right to Megyn Kelly. Yeah, I mean, the Megyn Kelly thing is fascinating. It looks like she's going to lose her gig or, or has, I guess, lost her gig. At least some reporting is saying she's already lost it. Some of them are saying they're, they're in the middle of she's negotiating done. it. But, I mean, I think it's, it's over. She's done. I can't say anything, but I might be taking that swap. Really? You just <laughs> oh, wow. said something. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and look, they, they had a... This is they use this as an excuse to get Megyn Kelly out. First of all, she was uh, they didn't they didn't like her. Uh, there was a lot of problems there. Um, you know, she uh, was had a had this little pattern of calling out a lot of the um, hypocrisy at NBC over things like sexual assault that had been going on there. She was one of the most outspoken people. There was apparently a lot of people there that did not like that, at least reportedly. 
Um, and, you know, there's a bunch of people at NBC who didn't like that they brought someone over from Fox News. So it was, she was in a tough situation anyway. Um, and then this thing happened. This is a couple of days ago, which leads to her removal. And I think what's important to look at here, and we're going to play the clip in a second, is what, how do you judge whether she said something terrible here? What is the actual foundation for the argument that she was being awful? Watch the clip. You do get in trouble if you are a white person who puts on yes, black face yes. on Halloween or a black person who puts on white face yes. for Halloween. Like, I, that, okay, back when I was a kid, that was okay as long as you were dressing up as, like, a character. Yes. There was a controversy on The Real Housewives of New York with Luann as she dresses Diana Ross. And she made her skin look darker than it really is. And people said that that was racist. And I don't know. I felt like, who doesn't love Diana Ross? She wants to look like Diana Ross for one day. I, I don't know how, like, that got racist on Halloween. So, uh, like, so she said she, the, the standard thing here is that she was saying that blackface was okay, and that's obviously a controversial statement, particularly for a white person to make. Um, but when you look at something, when someone says something that's controversial like that, it's all about the motivation, right? Um, you know, if, uh, you know, a racist in Charlottesville says the N-word, we know what they mean behind that, and, they're, you know, we judge that to be terribly appropriate, uh, terrible appropriately. On the other side of that, when Chris Rock says it in a comedy routine, we know he's trying to be funny and he's maybe making a point and it's just the way he talks. And we don't look at that and say, well, Chris Rock should never appear on television again. We know the motivation and we judge that motivation. Her motivation here is to say that if you're, if you're not being motivated by hatred, wh- why would it be wrong, right? Why would it be wrong? You could say that's, that's correct or incorrect. But we have to look at the crazy double standard that we see here, um, you know. Hollywood loves Robert Downey Jr. He is the, you know, he's certainly, a, you know, one of the biggest A-listers there is. Here is his movie, Tropic Thunder. Uh, you may notice something about him in it. I don't believe you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> <laughs> so he's in blackface. Let me give you a more recent example. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the show I, I very much adore, uh, has had scenes where, this, uh, where they have used blackface. Now, the motivation for Robert Downey Jr., the motivation for uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is not hatred, right? They're trying to say how stupid and silly this is. Only an oblivious moron would want to use these things. But watch, listen to the crowd. Look at the, listen to the way the people around him, uh, them are, are talking about this issue. This is talking about, they made a remake, or a, excuse me, a sequel of Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had no one that looked like Danny Glover mm-hmm. uh, to play the Danny Glover role. Here they are talking about this and listen to the crowd uh, on Conan O'Brien. Watch. You guys okay. did are constantly uh, pushing the bounds, sometimes probably stepping over them. I was shocked that you didn't get in any trouble. You did a Lethal Weapon 6 episode. Oh, yeah. Here's a still from that episode. And... <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. now I'm... What's the issue? What's, what's the what? issue? What's the yeah, issue? What's, what's the issue is oh, that... Oh, my mustache wasn't big no enough. No one gets away with... No, that is not the issue, your mustache. You can't do that anymore. You guys did it, and again, no blowback. Was there any blowback? Did people... No, we were playing... We were playing black people. Yes. Um, How can you play black people without getting fully black? The thing is, blackface, that's like a generality. That's specific Danny Glover face. So you're really only oh, insulting like, one person. Yeah, you're only, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they, they are really funny, and that is a funny segment. But, like, 
That is the reason why that's okay is because what are, what's the point they're making? They're not making a racial or, point. Like I, I would um, I would be interested in hearing from black people on it. I don't know the history of minstrel shows or that kind of thing, but I think the, the appropriate way to handle that, I think, would have been for people to come on the show and talk to Megyn Kelly about it. She The following day was very contrite. She, uh, the, yeah. She was. She was very contrite. Yes. You know why she was very contrite? Because NBC was breathing down yeah. her neck. There is nothing to apologize for. You're sitting at a table like this. What are we doing? We're all adults. We're exploring ideas. We're talking. She didn't make a statement. She asked a question. Yeah, isn't you it? know, it used to be, but is it now? I mean, as long as you're not mocking somebody mm-hmm. on Halloween, that's not a reasonable question to ask if you don't know. That shouldn't, that doesn't warrant uh, somebody sitting at the table going, Megan, Megan, no, you're no, right. and here's why, <laughs> yeah. okay? The, all that happened with Megan Kelly is we learned a lesson. We learned a lesson. Two, two lessons. First one, Megan learned. You came from Fox, okay? Mm-hmm. What, what the man did was NBC, somebody went, she is really good. She is really good. We should hire her and pay her a lot of money. She got a lot of money. Soon as it announced, all of the activists went crazy. You can't hire Megyn Kelly. And NBC suddenly became equally outraged. And they've been <laughs> trying to destroy her ever since, yes. okay? True. So there's lesson number one. Uh, lesson, lesson number two is we can't have a conversation mm. because even somebody who is really smart, who is really intelligent, who can cut you to ribbons, can ask a legitimate question for, I'll bet you, half the country, 30% of the country, 70%, I don't know. Do you have a good reason? Do, can, either, can any of you give me a legitimate, oh, yes, here's why. It's wholly inappropriate to have, if you're a big fan of Diana Ross, to go to a Halloween party as Diana Ross, other than political correctness. No. Okay. Right. Like if, you're, if you're in a complimentary way, right? right. I mean, yeah. we've, seen, we've seen this before. So none of us have a legitimate answer. It's just like, I'd it love to. About, it seems like something that she sh- should probably have known was over the line. But still, I mean, I, you know. Because of political Because correct. of yes. political correctness. So all we learned here is that somebody who is really super smart and can cut people to ribbons when the facts can be made to apologize and cry on the air the next day because she's so freaked out by it. We should be clear. We didn't do this to her. You right. see, I know that. No, I know that. I'm just so, I'm so outraged by the, and I know. I shouldn't be outraged. I am so outraged. Have out- you read it? There's, there's a, a book. book right over there. There's a book it says that we've read. Outrage. That Being my existence. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm, I'm so done with this, this world where you can't even talk to one another. You can't say anything. If we are afraid to talk to each other, We are going to continue to break down as a society. If we can't have adult conversations and and feel free to say something that is stupid or wrong without being destroyed, all science, all progress, everything stops. Stops. Um, We're going to let Glenn cool off for a second and take a break. We'll be back in a minute. It's... It is... I agree. It's essential... 
Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Before we get into uh, soybeans, yes, got to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. Uh, Glenn, oh, are you okay. pointing to him? All right, okay, I'll talk about it. I was it just, seemed like you were pointing to me like you had a, like a, a look-alike firearm. Whoa, that, whoa. Look-alike. that is, yeah. that is three. not P. So yeah, look, if, not you are, if, you are a, uh, if you're a shooter and uh, that word has to be taken back, uh, that's what everybody calls murderers and serial killers. Oh, the shooter, shut up. No, you know what a shooter is? I'm a shooter. I'm a shooter. I go out and I like to shoot. If you're a shooter, it's really expensive in ammunition. Um, the, the, the best thing you can do is trigger control and just practicing over and over, squeezing that trigger and getting that control of that. Um, and, you know, for me, I, I'm bored by it awfully quickly, sitting in my living room and just pulling my trigger finger. Uh, so you can, instead of going out and spending a lot of money at the, at the range, you drop this little device into it. You'll see it there. It's a, it's a little laser. It does not shoot uh, the laser out that you can see it. Uh, and so when you shoot, you pull the trigger, and uh, it shows you exactly where a bullet would have gone on your iPhone. It's kind of like we were trying to this like great. a Top Golf for uh, yes. iPhones. If you've ever been to Top Golf, yeah, like I love it. Yeah, it's a really cool idea. Yeah. I, yeah. I did not, I did not know that they could do that. I'm, I'm amazed by technology. iTargetPro.com. Uh, you can save 10% right now with offer code News. That's iTargetPro.com. All right, want to get to uh, soybean and tariffs? We've only got a few minutes left in the show, so we may have to take this conversation okay. over time. But okay, Andrew. Well, uh, we're in a trade war. And uh, we're, we're boiling up for it. Uh, soybeans are... Yeah, wait, tr- tr- I, I heard from Trump that trade wars are easy to win. They're easy to win. There are no winners in trade wars. There are no winners. And that's, I think the important thing to know is tariffs, which are, which are happening now. Tariffs are a tax on imported goods. They're a tax that's stopping me, a free American citizen, from purchasing something from somebody else. I, can do, I, I firmly believe that if you want to have a consenting relationship with another adult, whether it's uh, sexual, romantic, economic, or whatever, go for it as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Uh, in this case, that's being stopped, uh, or at least it's being taxed. And that's not just an abrogation of my freedom and your freedom. It's also hurting the people that are involved in the economy. Because if I'm, say, Ford, which is one of the people affected not by soybeans, but by aluminum and steel tariffs, mm-hmm. they have to import that. It's, it's higher in cost. And as a result, they have to increase prices. Uh, Caterpillar, which designs a lot of farming equipment, it's down by, like, I think 30% the stock. Uh, and with soybean farmers, the thing that I, I find the most uh, odious from somebody that likes a free market is that they're getting butchered in uh, international sales. And as a result, the government's having to step in and bail them out. Um, so we're, we're adding taxes and bailouts to this. And you could just leave it alone and everybody would prosper. We now have the highest steel prices in the world because yeah. of these tariffs. The yeah. highest in the world. That's, I mean, that's the, so who's going to be buying? Who's gonna be, they did this so they could save the steel jobs. Mm-hmm. Who in the world's going to buy the steel from us when you get it from Germany at a cheaper price? Yeah. Why, why would you do that? Maybe it's locally grown organic steel or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, but it, 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 hurt, it hurts a lot of people involved, and it hurts the, uh, the, the economic sectors that are affected by it. It's, mercantilism is not a good idea. This is this coupled with um, unrest, um, coupled with the election. If the Democrats grab the House, 
I, I just think we are headed for economic trouble, real economic trouble. You know, it's not like you to, the, to the be doing it. Are, <laughs> the, the Democrats are, are arguably going free market in terms of tariffs, aren't they? I mean, the, the standard it's amazing. the Republican Party is, is a... Only is because a, they're, yeah, they're it, against Trump. It's funny because... get them to do it, anything. They would be like, well, I'm, I'm <laughs> the Democratic, you know, flag-burning amendment is coming. If Donald Trump said, you know what, I think it's cool to burn the flag, they'd be against it. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I mean, one of the only positives of uh, of this whole tariff situation is how pro-free trade yeah, CNN a, a, a is a now. Lot of, a lot of progressives have yeah. learned about free markets as a result of this. All of a sudden, they love it. Now, I think that dries up like a desert the second he leaves office. But it's, it is interesting to, to see. I, I contend you could have him pull the trade barriers down and make a big speech about how he pulled these out and how it's going to be good for America. And I will bet you the next day mm-hmm. CNN will be saying it was a mistake to pull those yeah. trade, yeah. trade barriers down. It's right. hurting American workers. Yeah, we got to go back in a minute. Incredible. Hey, it's Glenn. And if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Glenn, you were oh. you're you're going on tour next week, right? That's when it starts. I think we are. So yes. are you going with him? Yes, next week. Uh, very excited about everybody's, it. Everybody's everybody's yelling at us all the time. They're like, "You've got to write something. You got to do something." And we're like, "Stu and I are like, it's not our first rodeo. We got it. Yeah. We got it. It's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun. We got it. Grab your tickets now uh, at glenbeck.com/tour. And we will see you guys in overtime. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Uh, Glenn bailed on us because I guess we're just not important enough. I think we offended him. Show. Did, yeah. No, that was you, Andrew. Who I used the wrong pronoun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, Stu, there is a there's a hot race in Oklahoma right now. Yeah, and I'm ready to make an endorsement in this race. Uh, you're going to see my candidate coming up here in just a moment. Uh, you know, there's you know a lot of times you see, I think, people, uh, when they're in the middle of these interviews, they uh, they try to... They try to speak in uh, sort of politician speak where they, they, they kind of... They make these issues into something. You don't even get anything out of them. You don't know really where they stand. I think you will know immediately where this guy stands because he's got one really important position that he keeps reiterating. And I think you're going to want to endorse him like I have. Watch. I'll be frank with you. It's been hard to even find a photo of you online, a website, to know anything about what your platform is about. Why is that the case? I wanted it to be about the people and their voice. (laughs) It's going to be a hard battle being independent. And I thought, you know, I just want it to be about the people. Wouldn't it be hard to be about the people if, if, if they're not aware <laughs> of your candidacy? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> put, putting a picture or a website or, or what, you know, everybody has that. I just wanted it to be about the people. I, I legitimately love this guy. I really <laughs> this, legitimately. This, this, it's like it's like he's running for office while in the witness protection program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a <laughs> wonderful change of events. It's like there's the red team, the blue team, and the clear team. He's on the clear team. He's on the clear team. He's Invis- got the people. Invisible oatmeal. Yes. As a, as a, uh, 
Yeah, that, it's, it's rare to see someone run without a, a, a party, a platform, or charisma simultaneously. <laughs> and uh, I, I like it. He's just like, I mean, look, he's, he's a little nervous, it seems. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, and yeah. and I, I don't know. Like, I kind of... I kind of like it. He's just like this like guy who's out there. He's he's just for the people. That's all you need to know. You know, and, and like, like I'm this is well, I'm from there. I grew up like in in District 40. We're we're right next to it. I'm not entirely sure, but I think his district. So I like I can tell you that on the on the spectrum of Oklahoma legislators, he would be dead middle in terms, <laughs> really? of, in terms of awful and good. Like I really? he I, I know some of the people running in that race, so I'm I'm rooting for Carrie because she's a great person. But if he were in any other district, I'd be like, man, that guy. That guy's you know he's like the paperweight of the uh, of the house. <laughs> Do we have more clips? I think we have more clips of this. Do we? Uh, no. No. Okay. Because I, I, that may be enough. I will say that uh, you know, I, there's something I do legitimately. I mean, look, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a funny clip, especially. It's really her. She's the star of that clip because she's like, how are they going to? Oh, she pauses at the exact right Journalist, time. you mean? Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, I loved that. Yeah, because she really, she asks it. It's a really, there's a really funny timing to it and everything. But like, I, I like, you know, the fact that a guy's out there and you know, he's, he's just trying it and he's, he's giving it a whirl <laughs> and he, and he obviously, I'm sure, cares about his community and like trying to do something different. There's something charming what, about what, Okay, what if, I'm going to pose this. What if this man is a brilliant strategist and he's like, I'm going to make this goofy, I'm going to do a goofy interview mm. and I'm going to get so much free media yes. attention and I'm, mm-hmm. people are going to Google to find And then you're like, oh, this is actually a pretty good platform. And then he like, he you know becomes governor of Oklahoma. People and write him in. That's why I endorsed this candidate, whatever his name is. I was going to say, Chris you don't Hensley. even know Chris, his Yes, name. Chris, protection course, candidate. Chris <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, Andrew. There is a the care home yes. that is start, starting uh, a new new strategy. Yep. Uh, so there's uh, this is coming to our friends across the pond in Colchester, England, uh, and uh, there is a care home there, the Milton Lodge Care Home. And uh, some of the people were asking a local resident uh, for her 89th birthday what she wanted, and she was just immediately men. I want men. <laughs> wow. And so they. Uh, How old? She was 89. 89. Uh, and they were, and they they got about 23 oh, people decided to do this. Um, so there were there were the the grandmothers that lived there in this convalescent home, and there were also some granddaughters and daughters. They hired naked butlers. Can we, uh, can we uh, do we have any photos? Can we show that they're they're they're, they're friendly. They're like they're wearing aprons. Oh okay. Oh, I'm, I'm if not, not sure. And and imagine naked butlers, but don't imagine English butlers. Imagine like really good Australian butlers. But they hired these naked butlers to uh, to. <laughs> Uh, do dinner with them and uh, flirt with them a little bit. They all had a grand time. Uh, there's one lady there that when she hits 100 wants them to come back, which I think is fair. I think maybe they should even do a dance. And uh, <laughs> I would go. like to put out a PSA, if I may. Yes, of course. Um, I think that uh, uh, convalescent homes, or old folks' homes as we called them when I was a kid, uh, are necessary, but they're unnatural. Uh, my, my grandfather, and I'm not making this up, tried to get me to sneak in... Uh, Bourbon, girly magazines, and at one point he wanted me to try and get him a gun with blanks so he could take a hostage and escape. So these these places can be, they can be kind of boring at times, right? If you're at home, I I think that there's a lot of lonely people there. And this is really true. There are a lot of lonely people there. And it's a wonderful thing you can do if you go volunteer at one of these places once a week for an hour, go keep them company. If you have a dog, that's even better. Your dog can be enrolled in a therapy program. I'm sure that they would love to see it. And if you don't have a dog and you don't have time, Hire some naked butlers because mm. that's going to make things more fun for them. Who knew that that was an industry? Naked well, butlers. Like, yeah. I would like to know, were these men really butlers or were they just butlers for the day? That's a great uh, point. What, right. was their tra- what was their training level? Right. Yeah. Like, no, are they really butlers? Probably, who... It's England's, they're credited. There's probably some kind of 
300-year-old guild mm. of naked, which I'd like to see the symbol for it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they just, you know, go around doing that. I would like to say, I didn't think I'd have a chance to bring this up, but the Naked Butlers for All is part of Chris Hemsley's uh, program. <laughs> are you his, his are you spokesman? You should, I, well, you I, I, I endorse him. Uh, his, like, his I like secretary. it. I, I like it. Great. Take a couple, just a couple weeks off and, and really push. You get on the ground, go door to door. Naked Butlers coming to you mm-hmm. if you vote for Chris. Remember that. Oh, my God. I, th- this is, I can't even, there's nowhere else to go uh, today <laughs> after Naked Butlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, today's uh, poll question. In light of current events, is it ever acceptable to dress as an individual from a culture other than your own? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. The answer to that yes. is yes. Of course, Halloween uh, is all about dressing as something that is not your own. That's the whole point and of the I'm going to say you to don't have outrage. to worry about it if you're a naked butler. That's so but, you would be dressing as a, maybe potentially a clothed butler. I'm saying there's, there's no cultural appropriation if there's no clothing, folks. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and recommend that um, when kids come to your house to trick-or-treat, you yes. are not dressed as a naked butler. <laughs> Joke's I don't on you, I'm living out of a van. <laughs> Is it down by the river? Down by the river. Okay. Uh, and then yesterday's poll results, what do you expect from the 2018 midterm elections? 69% of you said red wave. 24% said I'm unsure. 7% said blue wave. I'm with the unsure crowd. Yeah, I think we're going to see a mix there. Yeah, I think a mix. I think you're going to see. You know, I still think the House is going to the Democrats, uh, and I think if the Senate, I think we'll stay with Republicans. I think yeah. you're getting 53 I seats. I agree. Maybe. I think it'll be the same thing. I think it'll be like 51, 52 Republican and uh, Red or uh, Democrats take the House. Well, we'll see you soon, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. You you should call Chris Hemsley. I think so. Just be like, hey man, I actually I'm think in. you're kind of cool, and like just see what he's up about, and like you know maybe you could like. Like what you're hearing. Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.